Hi, everyone. I think you're going to find that this week's episode is a little less meticulously researched than some of them are. I'm in the midst of a big freelance project that allows me to earn the money that I need to be able to produce the podcast. So I'm kind of in the midst of that and will be through the end of the month. I'm also preparing my application for the renewal of my German visa. So that also is something that takes a lot of time. No excuses. I still think I've put together a fun program for you. This past week was a sad one for lovers of great singing. We lost three marvelous singers, two of them Australian. On Friday, Judith Durham, a singer who first found fame as a member of the group The Seekers, died at the age of 79. She went on to a solo career, although it was more centered in her native Australia than the rest of the world. Nevertheless, her influence and her beautiful voice will be with us for a long time. On Monday, of course, Olivia Newton-John died, and that was a sad thing for many of us who grew up listening to her. Also on Monday, the great songwriter and singer Lamont Dozier died. He, of course, was the central name in the songwriting and production team Holland Dozier Holland, which also included brothers Brian and Eddie Holland. They had a lot of Motown hits. They were just spectacular musicians. And that's another deeply felt loss. Meanwhile, a little housekeeping. No new patrons to welcome on Patreon, but nevertheless, I will give you the spiel. If you want to become a supporter for anywhere from $2 a month on up to $25 a year on up, please go to patreon.com slash countermelody, and you too can join the growing number of supporters. Well, it didn't grow this week, but it has risen, and I just a few weeks ago reached the goal that I had set for myself a year ago. You know, things move slowly around here, but they move. When the new season of Counter Melody rolls around, I will have a new theme song. I hope to still use the magnificent voice of Claudia Muzio, but this is one of the last few times that you will hear her singing this particular song. So, as always, take it away, Claudia. Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. As always, I am your host, Daniel Gundlach. No preaching here, no lecturing, well, maybe just a tiny bit of each. But the primary spotlight will always be on the singers that enrich and enhance our lives, no matter what is going on in the world around us. Thanks for joining me. And now... This week's episode. I have a special episode for you today. It's part of that series that I've been doing all summer, music making in New York City, 1950 through 1975. 
We've had some great solo outings with some pretty marvelous singers. We had two episodes worth of singers who, quote, barely sang at the Met. And now I have a series called Forgotten Broadway. Forgotten Broadway. In what sense am I talking about Forgotten Broadway? Perhaps I'm talking about performers that aren't as well remembered who were performing during that time. Perhaps I'm talking about shows in which well-known singers or creators were involved, but shows which were not enormously successful. Perhaps there's a very well-known song that comes from a show that's not terribly well-known, or any combination thereof. So I'm going to start with an artist that I featured on her own episode back in February. That's the magnificent Leslie Uggams. She won a Tony for her performance in a show entitled Hallelujah Baby. The show is, I'm not sure, really revivable. It's kind of strange structurally, but what a creative team. Julie Stein wrote the music, and Betty Comden and Adolph Green wrote the lyrics. And Leslie Uggams was the star, and she won a Tony for this, as I said. So this is the song that is no doubt the most famous from this show, and it's often done as a standalone song. Being good isn't good enough. This recording is from the cast recording, which was released in 1967. big debt of thanks today, John Alban Coughlin, who is not only a fabulous actor, playwright, filmmaker, all-around jack of all artistic trades, he also is a wellspring of information regarding all things musicals. And so when I decided I was going to do this series, I asked him to offer me some suggestions. And man, did he come through. Based on his suggestions and some of my own ideas, I have enough for three episodes in total. And one of those will be a bonus episode, and the other one will follow two weeks from today. Here is a song of which John is particularly fond. So even though it's not really from a musical, but it's the theme song from a movie, I'm going to offer it anyway. The composer is John Williams, he of Star Wars fame, and the words are by the lyricists Marilyn and Alan Bergman. This is the theme song from a film entitled 
Fitzwillie that starred Dick Van Dyke and Barbara Feldon. And it's sung by an artist that I absolutely adore and simply have not played enough of on the podcast. That is the superb jazz singer Nancy Wilson. This recording is from 1968, and the song, by the way, is called Make Me Rainbows. Make me rainbows Make me spring in the snow Make me beautiful music Wherever Make me unwind, leave behind rhyme and reason. Make me a room where I'll bloom out of season. Make me sunsets, paint our names in the sky. Let your arms be my wings And together we'll fly Don't let me fall till I'm all I can be Make me some rainbows Star-spangled rainbows Please make those Paint our names in the sky Let your arms be my wings And together we'll fly Don't let me fall till I'm all I have another person very dear to me who has also offered a lot of insight into music that I might include on this episode. That is my beloved... Not boyfriend. David, who loves this next song, and because he's so dear to me, I'm going to play it for him. This is from a show called Lola, based on the life of Lola Montez. The composer is Clabe Richardson, who also wrote the music for The Grass Harp, which I have featured at numerous points in the history of this podcast. The lyricist is Kenward Elmsley, who is famous for writing the libretto of Lizzie Borden and for writing the the lyrics to The Grass Harp. He was 
also the partner of John Latouche, who wrote libretto for The Ballad of Baby Doe, as well as writing the words to that ever-popular song, Lazy Afternoon, from a very not well-known show. I think it's called The Golden Apple. Pretty sure that's what it's called. I'm not looking it up. (laughs) Sorry. It does appear as if Lola was produced by the York Theatre Company in 1982. A studio cast album followed in 1985. So this falls a little outside the chronological scope of the other pieces that we're hearing today. Never mind, because these two often wrote things and had them sitting around for a long time before they were actually produced, and that's quite possible here. It certainly fits in stylistically with most of the other material that we're hearing today, but it's got a very special beauty to it, and that's appropriate because the song is called Beauty Secrets, and it's performed here by the well-beloved Barbara Cook. Naked in the night, a handsome devil of a lad Naked in the dawn, a self-appointed Galahad Babbling on and on How I'm his great love His one love I hate love, I hate love I've got love All the same After we've kissed Kissed and kissed Don't let him crinkle up his nose At the This last week was also the birthday of one of my dearest friends and musical collaborators. I've always referred to him as my musical brother. That is the late Lloyd Ariola. 
Lloyd and I did a number of shows together in New York and here in Berlin. And when he was here in the spring of 2014, we did a show together, after which we went into a studio and taped a few demos. I don't often play my singing on the podcast for you guys, but this is a special occasion and I think this is, in fact, a very special performance as well. This is the song, The Ballad of the Sad Young Men. It's from a strange little review called The Nervous Set, which was produced on Broadway in 1959. The composer is Tommy Wolfe, and the lyricist is Fran Landisman. And this song has become a bit of a standard, I would say, although the show The Nervous Set is virtually forgotten today. There are a lot of much more famous singers than me who have performed this song, but in all modesty or lack thereof, I will say I'm very proud of this performance. This was recorded, well, more than eight years ago when I still maybe thought of myself as a sad young man. Now I'm a sad old man. I'm not sure that's any better. Anyway, here's the song, Ballad of the Sad Young Men, with yours truly, accompanied by the greatly missed Lloyd Ariola. Sing a song of sad young men. Oh, the sad young 
who loved you will never, never forget you. While we're doing a little in memoriam section, let me also pay tribute to the wonderful Broadway soprano Sally Ann Howes, who died, I believe it was, this past December. She had a wonderful crystal clear voice appearing in film, on stage, and on recordings over the course of a long career. In 1964, she appeared opposite Steve Lawrence in a musical entitled What Makes Sammy Run. Music and lyrics were by Irvin Drake, who I don't know if anyone's going to remember from the Leslie Uggams episode, also wrote the words and music to the show Her First Roman, which starred Leslie Uggams. That was a big flop. What Makes Sammy Run ran for around 500 performances, but nevertheless lost a good deal of money on its investment. The show is about an ambitious young man in Hollywood in the 1930s who will step over and on anyone to get ahead. From this show, we will hear Sally Ann Howes sing the song Something to Live For. This is from the original cast recording released in 1964. I was nothing Apart from Sally Ann House is the great Mickey Grant, who died this past August. She was known as an actor and performer, as well as a composer and writer. In certain quarters, she's remembered as being the first African-American to be featured on a daytime soap opera. For me, she is of the greatest significance as a creator of musicals many of which were done in collaboration with director Vinette Carroll. That's true of the show for which she's probably the most famous, Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope. It was produced in 1972, and she not only wrote the words and music, but she also 
appeared in the show. It's a wonderful time capsule of where black artists were at that significant point in time. And that's perfectly illustrated in her song Questions, which she performs here at one point with the entire company contributing questions of their own in language that's very specific to 1972. So many voices preaching So many hands keep reaching Which sound do I listen to? Which hand do I shake? Questions Whoa, questions With every day I'm finding Another road is winding There's a fork in every road Which one do I take? Questions Oh, questions Knocking on the doors of my mind Questions So many questions Somewhere there are answers I must find Oh, questions, so many questions They keep knocking on the doors of my mind Questions, so many, many, many questions Somewhere there are answers I must find Somewhere there are answers I must find Read your Bible, brother! All the news is fit to print! Muhammad speaks! Crisis! Ebony! TV guide! Screw! Miss Mrs. (laughs) Smith! If I shout, nobody answers. If I knock, I'm Uncle Tom. Questions. Peace march, war march, freedom march, march march. Peace march, war march, freedom march, march march. Militant, pacifist, assimilator, moralist, separatist, agitator, white nigga, black nigga. Questions, 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 questions. And somewhere there are answers. A lot of the shows that we're hearing today were not plot musicals, but were rather reviews. And sometimes they were specifically designed to give platforms to young artists and performers who went on to have significant careers. This is definitely true of the review New Faces of 1952, which is, of course, most famous for introducing Eartha Kitt to the world. But there were other important performers as well, including Alice Ghostly, Paul Lind, Robert Clary, and this next singer, June Carroll. She introduced 
this next song, Guess Who I Saw Today, which went on to become a big hit, primarily through the recording and performances by Nancy Wilson. Now it's known as a jazz standard, but Carol's approach is very much different than most jazz interpreters take. It's just more matter-of-fact. The impact of this song lies in hiding the answer to that question until the last word of the song. Interestingly, the orchestra here is led by none other than Anton Coppola, who before he developed his career as an opera conductor also was music director for a number of significant Broadway shows. You're so late getting home from the office Did you miss your train? Were you caught in the rain? No, don't bother to explain Can I fix you a quick martini? As a matter of fact, I'll have one with you For to tell you the truth I've had quite a day too Guess who I saw today, my dear I went in town to buy the kids a thing or two And thought I'd stop to have a bite when I was through I looked around for some place near And it occurred to me where I had parked the car I'd seen a most attractive French cafe and bar It really wasn't very far The waiter showed me to a dark secluded corner And when my eyes became accustomed to the gloom I saw two people at the bar Who were so much in love that even I could spot it clear across the room. Guess who I saw today, my dear? I've never been so shocked before. I headed blindly for the door. They didn't see me passing through. Guess who I saw today? I saw you. Now I have three different Broadway icons in performances from shows which are not so well remembered today. First of all is Angela Lansbury, who this past March celebrated her 96th birthday. Of course, her performance in MAME is one of the great star vehicles of all time. That was merely one of many other shows in which she appeared. The follow-up to MAME was a musicalization of the play The Madwoman of Chaillot, Words and music were also by Jerry Herman, who also was the creative force behind MAME, but this show was not as big a hit. Nevertheless, the score is really a memorable one, and for me, one of the highlights is this song, Kiss Her Now. And by the way, I should just mention that the orchestra here is conducted by Donald Pippin, another very important figure on Broadway, who just died two months ago in June at the age of 95. 
Before you half remember what her smile was like Before you half recall the day you found her Kiss her now while she's young Kiss her now while she's yours Kiss her now while she needs your arms around Let a moment come between you now It soon becomes a day, a year, a lifetime Blink your eye, turn your head And you've lost her And you'll spend half your life wandering home So before you forget Angela Lansbury's co-star in MAME was none other than, dare I say it, I think I will allow myself to say it once during this episode, the iconic B. Arthur. B. Arthur had been active on the Broadway stage for a number of years. She portrayed Lucy in the Three Penny Opera in the 50s. Around the same time, she also appeared in a wonderful show called Ben Bagley's Shoestring Review. We heard a little bit of Ben Bagley back when I did my Cabaret Risqué episode at the beginning of April. He was a musician, producer, and entrepreneur who had a very eccentric outlook on everything and who definitely followed his own lights, which didn't always endear him to people or guarantee him an audience. But nevertheless, some of us still remember him. This was from his very first production. He was 21 years old in 1955 and produced the show called Ben Bagley's Shoestring Review. He engaged amazing talent, composers, lyricists, and performers. And this song is called Garbage, and it's performed hilariously, I might add, by B. Arthur. The composer is none other than Sheldon Harnick who's much better known as the lyricist of Fiddler on the Roof, as well as She Loves Me and countless other shows. I'm carrying a torch for the guy who done me wrong. Why did he done me wrong? If he done did me right, I wouldn't have to sing the stupid song. Your cruelty to me done hit me like a hammer. You 
done destroyed my heart and soul and most of all my grammar. Oh, you treated me like, like dirt, like trash, flotsam, jetsam, rubbish, refuse, garbage. Behind my back you called me garbage. Garbage Behind my back you called me garbage But I was calm and cool and collected You slandered me To all your rich relations I saw their noses turned up Don't think I wasn't burned up By your incinerations Garbage! You threw me out like I was garbage. You wouldn't have me in your house another day. Oh, how unfairly you made me quail. You put me squarely beyond the pale. If I am garbage, then take me away. Ethel Merman needs no introduction to my listeners, but this next show, in which she appeared in 1956, is really barely remembered. There were no hit songs from it. The composer and lyricist were people who I don't think were ever heard from again. One Harold Carr is the composer, and Matt Doobie is the lyricist. The show is called Happy Hunting, and Ethel Merman co-starred with Fernando Lamas and a horse (laughs) in this production. On the show notes page, you can see her posing with her co-stars. It's a quite charming photo. Some of the songs are okay. Some of the songs are less than okay. I like this next one. It's very humorous. It's called Mr. Livingstone, and it's one of a number of sort of novelty songs that we're going to hear today. Mr. Livingston was a gent From his fingertips to his toes There I stood looking up at him There he stood looking down his nose He said, how'd you do? How are you? I said to my future groom Mr. Livingston, I presume Continue to be polite, just as proper as he could be. Then a year from our wedding night came a little tap, tiny rap, on the door of my bedroom. Mr. Livingston, I presume. champagne and the ceiling began to swing and I had me some more champagne and I can't recall one damn thing oh I only know later though that I had a little bloom 
Mr. Livingston's. I presume Mr. Livingston Ah-ha, Mr. Livingston Ah-ha, Mr. Livingston He knew he was every inch a gentleman A few years earlier, in 1951, Yip Harburg was the driving force behind a very strange show called Flahooli. I can't even get into the plot. It's far too strange and far too confusing. But suffice it to say, Harburg wrote the book, the lyrics, and directed the show. This was Harburg's response to having been blacklisted by Joe McCarthy and his anti-communist cronies. He, in a way, bit off more than he could chew with this plot, but a lot of people think that it's a gem of a score. Music was by Sammy Fain. It certainly had quite the cast. Barbara Cook in her Broadway debut, Erwin Corey, Louis Nye, Nehemiah Persoff, and Ted Thurston, as well as Bill Baird and his marionettes, and as the Princess Nyla, Ima Sumak, that unique and indescribable figure of musical kitsch. Her numbers, of which there are three or four, were written by her husband, Moises Ivanko, and we're going to hear an excerpt from Naila's Lament. Next, we're going to hear from another Broadway icon. This is Tammy Grimes, who had previously become a big Broadway star with the unsinkable Molly Brown, and in 1964 appeared in this musicalization of Noel Coward's Blythe Spirit. The show was called High Spirits, and music and lyrics are by Hugh Martin and Timothy Gray. This is a terrific number called Home Sweet Heaven, in which Grimes' character Elvira describes the goings-on in heaven and her interactions with the immortal literati, and she has an awful lot of fun with it. It's very simple, no angel choirs, but we have stereo and very open fires. Caruso sings that. Salome swings there in my home sweet heaven My house is modest It 
bleach by Bernini And I've a feeling that the ceiling's by Cellini The brothers Adam both call me madam in my home sweet heaven We all sit round King Arthur's table Freud and Cain and Abel Barnum and Bailey, Oscar Wilde and me And it's such fun when Julius Caesar Proust and St. Teresa Drop in for a cup of tea Israelis darling Homer's hearty And Joan of Arc's the type who sparks the Dallas party We split a bottle with Aristotle in my home sweet heaven After I've lunched with Keats and Shelley Posed for Botticelli Martin Luther asks me out to dine And it would really bore you over Watching Casanova Try to flirt with Gertrude Stein She's a gas, is a gas, is a gas, is a gas, is a gas is dreary But Samson's handsome And with his good looks Robin Hood looks fit for ransom When I get roses From dear old Moses And it's seventh heaven Eleventh heaven I miss the love and laughter rippling and the tippling And Emily Bronte doing the twist with Kipling I'm a homesick for my home to read Heaven is a gas, is a gas, is a gas I'm a homesick for my home to Before Julie Stein teamed up with Comden and Green to write Hallelujah Baby, they did a review together called Two on the Isle, which starred Bert Lahr and Dolores Gray. Evidently, Bert Lahr and Dolores Gray did not like each other and had a great deal of difficulty ascertaining who was going to be featured in the spotlight. On the basis of this number, I don't see how anyone could have upstaged Dolores Gray. I would warrant that the review Two on the Isle is virtually not remembered anymore, but this song is very, very popular among auditioners and performers. It's called If You Hadn't But You Did. It's a delicious song, but I'm not sure it's ever been done more deliciously than it was back in 1951 by Dolores Gray. As usual, my man Breaking my foolish heart I really don't know what to do about him I've told myself I've got to do without him My man, tear 
heart apart. He's made my life a mess. I've got to do this, I guess. Goodbye, Joe. From here I kiss you. Goodbye, Joe. I hope I don't miss you. If you had been on the square and had treated me fair, we'd have not had a tiff. If you had not said I should go and jump right off the nearest cliff. If you had stayed off the making you just hadn't taken to coming home stiff. If I had not smelled fume with a nasty unfamiliar whiff. I'm gonna miss you, baby. Things could have been terrific. Ah, what's the diff? If you had not had the cheek to stay out for a week saying back in a jiff. If you were not such a two-timing guy. If you weren't. If you hadn't. If you didn't, if you weren't, if you hadn't, if you didn't, but you're having, you were, and you went, and you didn't. So, goodbye. If, when I asked where you'd been, you had not clipped my chin with a beautiful biff. If, I had not always found purple lipstick on your handkerchief. If, you had not told me lies and then looked in my eyes with a smile, be a tiff. If, when I caught you with Kate, you had not said, it's of no significance. I'm gonna miss you, baby. If, if you were not such a two-timing guy, if you weren't, if you hadn't, if you didn't, if you weren't, if you hadn't, if you didn't, but you haven't, you were and you went, you didn't, so. I'm really embarrassed because I realized as I've been going through this list that we've heard no male singers yet. I'm such a queen. I'm sorry. That's all I can say about it. I'm going to make it up to my listeners somewhat by offering two of the most superb male singers ever to grace the Broadway stage. And you may quote me on that. First is Alfred Drake, who I will add is David's favorite Broadway baritone, and with good reason. In 1961, he appeared in a not very well-remembered show called Keen. Not K-E-E-N, but K-E-A-N. It played only 92 performances in November, December, and January during the 1961-62 theatrical season. Lyrics and music are by George Forrest and Robert Wright, who were also responsible for one of Alfred Drake's greatest successes, Kismet. In Keene, he portrays the great 18th century actor Sir Edmund Keene, known as the greatest Shakespearean actor of his time, as well as for his offstage antics shall we say. We're going to hear an excerpted version of one of his big numbers called Elena, which is the name of one of the women with whom he is involved over the course of this show. Elena of the cool enchantment Elena so A 
hear a quintessential Italian crossover tenor, Sergio Franchi. He lived from 1926 to 1990 and gained worldwide success in the early 60s in particular, and eventually became a Las Vegas headliner. In 1964, he was brought to the attention of Richard Rogers by the composer Meredith Wilson. Rogers was casting for his new show, Do I Hear a Waltz, which was based on Arthur Lawrence's play, The Time of the Cuckoo, which served, furthermore, as the basis for the 1955 film Summertime, which starred Catherine Hepburn and Rossano Brazzi. The lyrics for this show were written by Stephen Sondheim, though Stephen Sondheim was almost like a son to Rogers's late collaborator, Oscar Hammerstein. Rogers and Sondheim did not share a similar closeness. The production of this musical was really fraught with tension between these two artists. And David was in fact telling me that there's this song called We're Gonna Be Alright, for which Sondheim had contributed some pretty caustic lyrics and Rogers's wife, Dorothy, strongly objected to these lyrics, and Sondheim was forced to rewrite them for the show as it was produced on Broadway. That's just a little side tidbit. I'm actually going to play a different song for you right now. I'm going to play the song Stay, which shows off Frankie's absolutely stunning vocal abilities. I am not the dream come true, but stay, not perfection, nor are you, but stay, who is brilliant, who is worthy, am I hand 
Did you wish a duke, at least a duke you should have? If I could have been a duke for you, I would have. All the things you should have, I cannot supply you. I would give you, I would buy you. I am not the dream come true, but stay. No one is the dream come true. But stay, here we have this special feeling, no denying, no concealing. Throw the dream away. Now, as we wind down, I'm just going to observe that from here on in, all roads lead to Barbara. I didn't properly acknowledge her 80th birthday earlier this year, so we're going to, through a rather circuitous path, finally find our way to that great artist, somebody who has influenced my life in so many ways I can't even tell you. As I say, we're sort of entering through the back door, if you will. First, we're going to hear Barbara's half-sister, Rosalind Kind, in an excerpt from her 1969 debut recording for RCA Records. This is the song, I Only Want to Laugh. This is from a show called Jimmy, Words and Music, by the songwriting team Bill and Patty Jacob. It's about Mayor Jimmy Walker. It was produced in the fall of 1969 and starred Frank Gorshin and Anita Gillette. It never received a cast recording. If it's known at all, it would be because of this song, I Only Want to Laugh, which was performed in the original show by Julie Wilson. David, one of your faves. I don't know how often Julie Wilson performed the song apart from her appearances in this show. I know the song because Dusty recorded it. But as I say, we're going to hear Rosalind Kind sing it. This recording's from 1969. That was an awfully long introduction, probably longer than the song itself. I only want to laugh, no time for crying. Street that's sunny, only wanna hear the side that's funny, saving every tear until tomorrow. 
about Funny Girl in the news. Who would have thunk that a show which nobody thought could really exist apart from Barbara has been revived? I'm not going to even get in to all of that. I think everybody knows that the show was conceived by Bob Merrill, who wrote the lyrics as well as the book. Remember that Fanny Bryce, of course, was Bob Merrill's mother-in-law. And so the show was conceived of as a tribute to his notable family member. But Bob Merrill also wrote music and lyrics to a number of other shows. As well as How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Among his other shows, some of which we will hear in later episodes, New Girl in Town, based on Anna Christie, Take Me Along, based on Ah Wilderness. He clearly had a thing for Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> Carnival, based on the film Lily and Breakfast at Tiffany's, which we will also be hearing in the next episode. One of his most strange and interesting shows was called Henry Sweet Henry, and it's based on a novel by Nora Johnson, who was the daughter of the director and author Nunnally Johnson. The world of Henry Orient was subsequently turned into a film that starred, among others, Peter Sellers, Angela Lansbury, Paul Apprentice, and Tom Bosley. It's about two privileged teenagers, young girls, who stalk a composer named Henry Orient, a man of dubious morals, Henry Sweet Henry was produced during the 1967 season and chalked up only 80 performances. It starred, among others, Don Amici, Carol Bruce, Louise Lasser, Bayork Lee, Priscilla Lopez, Pia Zadora, and a young woman named Alice Platon, who unexpectedly stole the show. There was a cast recording made, and we're going to hear a portion of Alice Platon's big number, Nobody Steps on Caffritz. My friends, you're never too young to be rotten.
miserable And I'm glad it's plainly Now we're going to get one step closer to Barbara. This is an excerpt from Funny Girl, which, of course, yielded a number of big hits. But interestingly, songs such as People are not covered all that often because they're so closely associated with Barbara herself. One of the best songs in the show did not make it into the movie and therefore is not nearly as well known as it should be. That's the music that makes me dance. It's the 11 o'clock number in the original version of the musical. When Barbara left the show, the part of Fanny Bryce was taken over by the Canadian singer and actor Mimi Hines. You may not remember the name Mimi Hines, but she was, and remains, I should say, an extraordinarily vivid and powerful performer, as well as, shall we say, a very unique one. She always had very much her own style and manner, and I think you can hear the power that she musters for a song like The Music That Makes Me Dance. This is from one of her two solo studio LPs that she made. This one is from the year 1966, and this is The Music That Makes Me Dance. When the sky and the ground start in ringing, I know that he's near. By the thunder, I hear in advance. But he won't leave my sight for a glance Every way, every day I need less of myself And need more him More 
it's time, finally, as the show winds down, to pay tribute to the great Barbara Streisand. While she was married to Elliot Gould, he was appearing in a show called Drat the Cat, with music by Ira Levin and words by Milton Schaefer. The show has become kind of a cult classic. It's occasionally revived. There was a live recording starring Elliot Gould and Leslie Ann Warren that is sporadically available, however, in fairly dim sound. The big hit from this show is called She Touched Me. And interestingly, Barbara took this song, which was originally sung on stage by her then-husband, and recorded it herself, and it became one of her greatest interpretive and vocal moments. First of all, the song is really interesting structurally. It's not a typical ABA song. It goes off in some very interesting directions, as, by the way, I will add, is also true of Being Good Isn't Good Enough, with which we opened the program today. I found the other day this live recording from 1966 from Philadelphia. Here is Barbara at the peak of her achievement. If you don't respond to this with chills, shivers, and I hope a few tears, I'm not sure I want to be friends with you. (laughs) No, you can be friends with me. You don't have to love Barbara, but boy, I sure do. I hope you enjoy it. He touched me. Put his hand near mine. And then he touched me I felt a sudden tingle when he touched me A sparkle, a glow He knew it It wasn't Accidental, no, he knew it. He smiled and seemed to tell me so. All through it, he knew it. I know he's real, and the world is alive. Control myself and try to act as if I Cause 
my dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Kuntlach.